it's Lauren. Thank you so much for listening to The Afterlight. Enjoy the episode. Hey, just a language warning for this episode. This episode has been brought to you by The Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. If you're a spiritual professional and have been building your skills and knowledge for years and feel ready to share this wisdom with the world, then The Afterlight Institute wants to work with you. If you want to create your very own online course without having to worry and stress about the technology and the marketing, then you are strongly urged to apply. All the details can be found at theafterlightinstitute.com. All right, Lauren Grace here and welcome to the show. My guest today is Peter Hansen. Peter is an amazing embodiment of the divine masculine and divine feminine, intelligent and humble, kind and supportive. He's an ascension guide of the highest caliber, and he truly wants to help you shine your light nice and bright. Well known for his abilities as an accomplished psychic angelic channeler. He utilizes his unique connection with Archangel Gabriel. And Peter is joining me today to talk about all things angels. We're going to find out what is an ascension guide exactly. Can anybody become one? And his work as a psychic angelic channeler. So Peter, thank you so much for being on the show today. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. And thank you for having me. It's it's it's, it's wonderful to get around the world and, and reach new people and uh, be a, a part of the change happening ev- everywhere you know like people are at different levels and it's really nice that oh <laughs> you know people when they're ready they will come at whatever consciousness whatever knowledge base they're at you know and whatever we talk about today will resonate differently for different people and that's yeah. what we're here for you know and i really appreciate it appreciate that about you too being the you know, the bridge, so to speak, you know? Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that. And one of the things that I love the most is just sort of exploring, you know, how everybody's sort of gotten on their journey and kind of like what you're talking about there, you know, we really are kind of looking at the world through our own filter and our own experiences. And, you know, being able to talk to people like you who have a different background, people like myself and different guests, it's just, it's so fabulous how we really are starting to see the light shine brighter in the world, especially in the times like these when there are, fair amount of challenges that that are at the forefront. So before we kick off into, you know, all things angels, because I've got to tell you, talking about angels, one of my favorite subjects in the whole world. So I'm so (laughs) excited (laughs) in case you can't tell. Um, I would love to find out a little bit about how your spiritual journey started. So do you mind sort of taking us back a little bit and, and kind of setting the scene? Have you always been connected to spirit? Have you always been connected to angels or did something very exciting happening to sort of kick that off. Well, I'm an old soul. So I've been around for a long time, almost since the beginning of time for earth history, um, just to set the state with that one. But in this lifetime, in, 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 uh, in this physical embodiment incarnation, I had the typical story of like being a very open child coming in uh, up to uh, probably the, around the age of four or five, where everything started shutting down again. I was very open. I was very aware, very mature for my age. I, I'm sure you know, and probably annoying, you know, uh, for adults to be around. But you know what? The point being that I knew, I feel, I, I knew the connection. I knew I could see the bigger picture already back then. Um, going forward, you know, after years of kind of being asleep, uh, take me all the way up to my uh, near-death experience when I was in my twenties. 
where I was in a car accident and I went in a coma for, for 10 days. And I went to the wow. other side, I saw the silver lining, I saw the connection, I had the connection with the archangels. Um, I saw the light, I had the elevator experience going up and, and look uh, into you know the higher realms, the higher uh, dimensional space and wow. was sent right back down. It was not my time because I had a mission. I had, I had to be redirected and that was the big purpose at that time. Because it was much more than that. It was so many, it was almost starting a new lifetime. It was like death of the old, beginning of the new. So each time we have a big shift like that, it's almost like a new awakening, a new, you know what I mean? Like you're going through another dark night of the soul. Like you are allowing that version of the old version of yourself to die, basically. Yes. And then you reconnect and you embody a higher version of yourself that's not weighed down by the old allowing that love, allowing that energy, allowing yourself to be a receptor of the divine and being a, uh, a vehicle or two, you know, you allowing yourself to be that bridge, you allowing mm -hmm. yourself to be at service, you allowing yourself to shine, you allowing yourself to uh, bridge these energies through you uh, to help and assist others in their awakening process. And that, when it, you shift into that, it's just like everything just it goes from I into we into unity consciousness and you forget all about that. You forget about all the stories and it's just like you're coming into alignment with, you know, being in the divine flow and which is, is very helpful too, because when you work with others, you put yourself aside. You don't think about it. You fully support it because you're doing what you came here to do. Yeah. So you don't even think about that. It's trust. Yeah. You're in alignment with it, you know? Yeah, I do find that trust is, you know, the theme that sort of emanates from every conversation I do have, you know, listening to your story. I mean, I know you sort of skirted the, over the near death experience. I will ask you about that in depth in a minute, if that's all right. But I just wanted to kind of uh, ask your opinion on this. You know, sometimes when you speak to someone like yourself who, you know, you're working with the light, you're working with spirit, you're channeling angels, you know, all these magical, amazing things. You know, you did mention the dark night of the soul. And I think one of the things that sometimes we forget is that very often people like yourself have had to go through a trauma or a difficult experience to get to where you are. You know, you sort of had to, like you said, shed the old to make way for the new. And, you know, do you think that that's sort of a rite of passage that a lot of spiritual people need to go through, that they need to have that dark night of the soul in order to allow the light to shine through or to in order to shed what no longer serves them? For most people, yes, that is the journey they chose because we have so much old, we, we choose to start at a being a sleep state uh, coming from separation and fear and duality and yeah. then slowly awaken into unity and into unconditional love uh, and being fully open having an open heart yeah. so anything that's keeping you away from that they will have to go and that that is what the dark night of the soul simply is because the whole world you thought you identity everything is collapsing everything you believe to be true is kind of collapsing because you realize that illusion is not real. It's yeah. just based it's on the past, on, on programming or what you've been told or what you're trying to fit into. But yeah. when you're learning to connect within and be uh, in that moment, in the present moment, then you start to be alive again and you, you get to connect with source energy and allowing that life force to flow through you yeah. and realizing that you have say that you are not a victim you are not you know just a bypass or, or or standby you know like no you have a choice you are the conscious creator of your reality 
So yeah. reuniting, reuniting with that. And that's big. And that takes a lot of inner work. It takes a lot of repetition. It takes a lot of persistence and patience and yeah. trust, all of that, you know, like you have to learn to walk the walk, you know, because it's not just here and there. It's like, it's 24 seven. Yeah. I was sort of wondering, you know, while you were speaking there, I was thinking to myself about why do you think some people want to develop themselves and sort of explore this path and then other people aren't you know I remember for me I got my first tarot deck when I was 13 um I I I've mentioned to a listener at home before that I've had to take sort of a spiritual break before just because I got overwhelmed and things like that but I've personally always been on a journey to improve myself and to learn more about the spiritual world but that's not necessarily the case for everybody so why do you think it is that some of us really want and, and have this desire to, to connect or reconnect with spirit? And for other people, it's just not even in their, in their realm of consciousness yet. Either they're not there yet. It's all about divine timing. But yeah. it's important to remember everybody got a divine purpose. So yeah. it is a part of the unity consciousness that everybody is just as important as anyone else. Yeah. Some of us stand up like this and that we chose that journey. We chose that mission. We chose that uh, based on also our qualities and our alignment and our, you know, gifts um, yeah. from the way past, what we embodied, what we incarnated as so forth. You know, everybody got a, a divine mission that we chose. And, and again, it's like everybody's just as important as anyone else. So yeah. it, that doesn't mean though that you can't do it for you. One thing is that, you know, you might become a public speaker or like we are, you know, and, and work with clients one-on-one. -on -one. Um, and that's a part of my purpose, your purpose, you know, but, but still there's surrounding yeah. areas around everybody, you know, you're starting with oneself. So that's the awakening journey and only you can initiate that. Only you can partake in that. And only you can decide that now it's time. And that's the thing we learn to guide others to to do that you know we chose that as a part of the wave of awakening we were in you know and there's a second wave third wave and like this there's different waves so there's no right and wrong it's just like different soul experiences different routes you know different ways of getting there but we're all gonna end up the same place yeah the right eventually you know yeah that's so so well said i love that how do you you know sort of encourage people or how do you help people find their their mission you know, you know, how sometimes people, they identify with not having any passion or they're not really sure, you know, what their calling is, you know, is, is it that they need to get out of their own way? Is it that they need to try new things? You know, how do you sort of help people to find that within themselves? Or is it something that you can even sort of coerce and, and help them to, to realize, or do they need to do that self-exploration? They do, but when they come to me, that's because they're ready. Something in them felt uh, safe with me or felt guided to come to me or somebody like me. Yeah. Uh, but really what I do and many others do is that we connect with the higher aspect of them, the one they can't uh, you know, connect to yet. So we can help activate those parts that they can activate themselves because they don't have that connection to that frequency yet. But really what it does too is as we clearing all that old programming, we deprogram and reprogram so getting rid of any blocks and limited uh, beliefs, all of that, you know, the old stories, giving them tools. This is a big thing I, I focus on is that I want people to be self-sufficient. Yes. So, you know, I, I create another teacher, you know, I create another 
being like me, you know, in a sense, you know, because it doesn't help if they're dependent on me or attachments or, you know what I mean? Or, or yeah. longer time, you know, at some point we, we have to, in those moments that the teacher, the guru, who know it is, is not there, then somebody, you know, they have to implement it. They have to have the tools activated. They have to, you know, know and choose to, to pick those tools and use those tools and say, nope, you're not my thought form, leave now or whatever yeah. it is, you know, like, you know, so they embody that empowerment instead of the victim mentality. So it's yeah. about breaking down in a sense, uh, any self-sabotaging programs, which there's so many layers of from our whole lifetime, depending on how old we are, you know, where we went through all kinds of trauma, you know, that they created all kinds of patterns and, and blocks that they need to go. So that's why also the dark night of the soul with that is this, it's a very important part. So it gives you self permission to, you know, be you now and not who you used to be. Yeah. Fully letting go of the past, but without any guilt, without any judgment. It's just like, that's what I chose. That's what I, I had to work with at the time. So I assist people through that process. Um, and that's really helpful, I found, because, you know, like a 12 week or year journey, I have a lot of people who continue with me for a very long time, because it's just when you clear all the initial stuff, then it just accelerates really fast. Yeah. And then you come start living and experiencing the much more magical realms where you are the conscious creator, and you can manifest anything. Yeah, and you start attracting family and like-minded people and you see the love and light in everything. It's just magical. Yeah, it is magical. I love having these conversations because sometimes it just seems too good to be true, but it's not, it's real. It's amazing. So, you know, you sort of mentioned there, Peter, you were talking about thought forms for a moment. One of the things that I've found for my own journey is that very often thoughts get in the way of our ability to sort of move ahead or to be in the present moment, you know, is that, when you're talking about removing limiting beliefs and um, you know, when you mentioned thought there, do you sort of have a technique that you go in and you try to remove these beliefs or these thoughts, or do you give people sort of strategies of understanding that they are not their thought, that the thought is just simply a thought. It's not who they are. Do you sort of, um, how do you guide people through that? Cause I think that that's a big part of where people are, are getting stuck or finding challenges. I'm teaching people to uh, listen to their heart and their feelings because mm. they won't lie. The mind will get you in trouble all the time because it's based on separation, duality and linearity uh, and limited yeah. belief systems and fear. So it's, it's about feeling. How does that feel? How did that, that make me feel? And when they catch themselves re-engaging or creating a loop or, or reenacting an old uh, scenario, just the way that they are, the fact that they caught themselves in the middle of doing it, that's an empowerment moment. So I teach them to look at it that way, to shift the beliefs, to shift those limited beliefs, you know, shift it into empowerment. And, and always, if you find yourself stuck, then ask yourself, what would my higher self do compared to my conditioned self? Mm -hmm. And then you like consciously make that choice. You feel into it. It's like, well, I don't have to do that. You know, I can do this. And it feels right. so much lighter. So it, it becomes simpler and simpler. Right. So uh, but also if you Go Sometimes ahead. we can lay in the middle of the night, you know, uh, during the day where you just have, you've been triggered and something just keep feeding that trigger. So it's like a frequency loop. It's just like one pushes the other, push the other, push the other, push the other. And when you are in that, you can't find your way out. You can say to that thought form, you're not my thought form, leave now. And then another one will pop in. So you say the same to that one. So it can be layers upon layers within that. And that's really a helpful tool as well.
and there's other tools. It's really about filling up the toolbox, you know, like people have a whole belt of tools, um, yes. assisting them, activating them, getting them used to using them, uh, and, and just reminding them that they are not powerless, that there is a way out. Um, and we have to learn it and to do that, we have to go through it. Yeah. So it's not like just a full, clean, you know, shift. There is a transition period, you know, at least that's what we chose in, in this part of the journey, you know, it will become easier with the way we went through it and the way people are going through it now. Ours was extended out much longer, you know, it took much, it took years. Now some people go through it in one year or, or even less. And that's yeah. like extreme. But then again, they chose that and then there's nothing wrong, nothing right. It's just a little more heavy on the systems and the body and, you know, so forth. <laughs> Yes. Well, I mean, and some people like yourself have a near death experience. So I want to ask you about that in a second. But I, before we get there, I know I keep teasing that I want to ask you about that. But I, I mean, you'd mentioned off the top that you're an old soul. Do you find it hard to be here on Earth? Now, no. Yeah, I did for a while, for a while, for a long time, for many years when I was uh, asleep or not fully awake. Yeah, I was partly awake. <laughs> then everything was just so difficult you know it was just yeah. so like going running uphill you know kind of thing yeah um, and you read a lot of not things not making sense or you know what i mean yeah. it's like that's not the right way there's something wrong with this and and but you keep being showered with this is the way it is and so forth you know so i've been out of that for a long time uh but yes uh, i did go through that and it's a part of me too for you know, for me to understand and work with other people going through similar things, again, I had to go through a similar journey. Yeah. So I understand what that means. So how I got out of it, you know, um, even like with the dark night of the soul, this is probably taboo for many, but it's like even suicidal thoughts, you know, Yeah. that's really scary for the human. I went through that too. I went to a point where I was like, you know, what's the purpose, you know? Um, yeah. And I asked spirit, you know, spirits, and I asked spirits to take my life and saying, sure. I was like, okay, what do you do with that? <laughs> I sat in it, I was meditating in it, you know, and it was not because I was unhappy with my life situation necessarily, but it was the inner purpose, it was the mission. It was just like, why am I fighting so hard to, you know, it, it makes no sense kind of thing, you know? Yeah. It was a part of my shift, fully letting go of the old, fully letting go of the victim mentality of the, the human uh, conditioned self. I had to be pushed to that point where spirit in a sense or me or myself are pushing myself off the cliff yeah. you know what i mean yeah into the unknown where you learn to trust and you learn to regardless of what's going on on the outside you're not looking for proof you're not living from the human anymore you you're trusting you have faith you you know that everything you do and breathe and think and and uh, bring into the world is coming from love then everything just starts shifting you know and you start living in that realm um, being a po positive influence, you're being unconditional love, you focus on, you know, what's going on in your daily life from moment to moment again and again, you know, mm -hmm. um, I know a lot of people have left and a lot of people will continue to leave and it's very hard on the families. Um, I have clients who went through it, uh, many actually, uh, some way, shape or form, you know, uh, and there's no judgment to people who do it that way. There is some soul contracts that chose to go a different route. Yeah. So it is, of course, it's hard, you know, not to feel guilty, not to feel sad about it. But at the same time, 
honoring their choice uh, and loving them unconditionally regardless is important, you know? Mm-hmm. And again, we are all part of the bigger picture. So uh, look at it that way. We all gonna, we are eternal. So we're gonna see each other on the other side. And that, that's what we're coming into now. The veil is coming down, us entering into the physical body, the fifth and the higher dimensions. We now gain access to the other realms where the deceased ones are as well with angels and, and so forth, you know, the galactic mm-hmm. brothers and sisters of light all these higher consciousness beings or aspects of us, because they're also aspect of us. We all coming from the same over soul of, from God, you know, if you want to call it that, you know, the, the creator where we are all from the same light. We're just in different bodies doing different things, but we've come to back to the same. That's the unity consciousness we come back to, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, when you're talking about unconditional love and you're talking about unity consciousness and you know i'm I'm, you're talking about no judgment basically and just accepting people for who they are and the decisions that they're making and the journey that their soul's on i mean do you think that people need to really focus or maybe not focus is the right word but really work on their own self-love in order to have that unconditional love i mean how do you just have unconditional love I mean, sometimes that's difficult when, when people wrong you or when there are challenges in the world, does unconditional love, is it the same as having compassion or is it different? That's a good question because that's really, it comes up a lot lately too, because there's a lot of relationship that falls apart Um, because it was based on conditions. It was based on uh, blame or comparing or the looks or who knows what money. and one thing that happens in a lot of relationships is when you have a child, then you, if you've never been exposed to it before, then you get exposed to, in most uh, families, to unconditional love to the child, where you would do anything for your child. You would even give your life for that child. But you don't have that same kind of love for your partner most of the time. It's very rare. Mm-hmm. So that brings up, you know, the question, you know, why am I in this relationship if they, you know, if, if it's just like a partnership and we're just like acting like we are business partners almost, you know, we don't have that kind of love. So I do guide my, my clients into nurturing that before childbirth. There's one client I'm working that's going through childbirth, well, I mean, soon she's pregnant, you know, and I pointed that out to her because I, I didn't want to see her to face that, you know, it's better to bite it in, in the butt early on and, and implement that unconditional love and try to understand what that really means because it's it's so big mm-hmm. and like you said it really starts with oneself yeah. if you feel separated within then you know you can't fully show up complete and outside you have to allow that divine union the sacred union between the divine masculine uh, and divine feminine within you that sacred marriage because if you don't then you are still coming from a, a cup that's half full so really learning what that means. And a lot of times we need to be alone to do that. Or we need to take that time alone or whatever it takes, you know, because we need to spend time with ourselves. And that is the thing. If we've been so busy or we're going from relationship to relationship, we never learn to fully appreciate and fully connect with oneself. So we felt that we we're not complete. We felt like we needed somebody else to complete us. So it's coming away from that attachment, coming away from, you know, uh, being dependent on somebody else, you know, depending on some outer occurrence or outer thing, taking that power back. And that's a big thing is that it's not just in in relationships and unconditional love, it's really about the whole spiritual journey is about shifting uh, and, and, you know, releasing that belief that something's stronger than you outside. 
because we give our power away all the time. Yeah. That's also why people think that things or situations, you know, um, you know, like when I get that, then I'm going to be happy. Oh no, I got that thing, but it didn't make me happy. So when I get that thing, that's going to make me happy. Or when I, when that situation happens or that happens. So it is fascinating how, you know, we think that happiness lies outside of ourselves. And, you know, what I'm hearing you say is that, no, it, it lies from within filling up our own cup, embracing who we are and, you know, I guess giving ourselves that unconditional and self-love that, that we need to be able to be full. Well, you know how it is. If we have a child or we have a pet or somebody who don't ask for anything from you, you know what I mean? Except that you are in a sense, you are the creator in their life. You know, you are in a sense, God in their life, at least for a while, because mm -hmm. you're taking care of them and you're loving them unconditionally. You would do anything for them. That's unconditional love. So it's really learning how to connect with that, but, but especially do that towards yourself too, yeah. because then you start to experience a totally different world, but there's not all that's push and pull between the old and the new. You're learning to live as the higher version of yourself where you don't have those limitations. You don't have all those blocks. Mm. You can shift any situation at any time, that energy, uh, that frequency, because it's not personal. It's really about just energy, a uh, lower frequency and a higher frequency. So you learn to alchemize or balance that energy into a different frequency where it feels much more in alignment with the higher self compared to the old conditioned self. Right. And it's, that's when it becomes really simple, you know, we become, you know, frequency generators um, and focusing on that, on everything we do, meditate in the morning or whatever it takes, you know, get into nature, do that as the most important part of your day, because then everything else will come into alignment with that frequency instead of you starting out a little rocky and, and just carry that throughout the day, you know, we have a choice, yeah. make that the priority. Yeah. So do you sort of start all your, like every day with intention where you go, I'm going to, I'm going to ground, I'm going to start my day with intention. I mean, I know I, our listener at home doesn't know this, but this morning my power went out. So I was messaging Peter and I'm like, oh no, Peter, the power's gone out, you know, and then the water didn't work because it's connected to a pump and blah, blah, blah. So I was kind of running around trying to get ready so that I wasn't making Peter wait longer than, um, you know, past the time we were supposed to, to kick this off. And then, you know, I came back to the moment and you allowed me a couple of minutes to just, you know, ground and, and now we're able to be here where we are and have this conversation. So do you think it's, it's uh, you know, an essential part of your day to be able to start your day with intention to kind of set you up for success for the rest of the day? It is, I don't look at, at I don't say it that way, I guess, but yeah. I have like affirmations say in the morning, I set my alarm clock for a certain time I get up and then I have at least 45 minutes just to meditate before I get up, get up, you know? Yeah. And I sometimes I do different things depending on if I'm processing any dreams or whatever, you know, or releasing or sometimes mm -hmm. they're easier. Sometimes I can be listening to binary tones, the 528 or higher, but for the most part, I don't. And I sleep with earplugs in too, so I don't have any distractions. And a lot of times I, I meditate with that too, just to keep oh. the world out, you know, so I don't have any, hear anything. Yes. Uh, but really, yes. if there's days where I, I didn't sleep during the night because jet lag and who know what, and then I get up and for some reason, I, it actually happened last week where I, I didn't get to meditate because I had plans in the morning and I just felt off. 
for the first couple hours. So then as soon as I took care of that, I had to take care of, I went back and meditated just to get myself back on track. It can really throw you off because it's part of your daily routine, uh, but also like more importantly, the, the frequency you're in. When you're in the astral, when you're sleeping, you're in an astral plane, so you're in a different, you're not in your body. So you're coming back into your body is important to fully acclimate and fully ground and fully, uh, you know, state to yourself, who am I, <laughs> you know, yeah. and tell yourself, tell your body, talk to your DNA, talk to your body, because it, it's listening. And the same with the angels too. I bring in the, the legion of angels. I'm asking them to remove any wandering spirits, anything that's not a delight. I do that many times throughout the day and, mm -hmm. and have many other interactions like that. You know, like it's just a part of me keeping my frequency clean. And yeah. of course, as a spiritual worker like yourself, you know, that's a responsibility, you know, yes. I have to do that. I can't, you know, bring my crap to a client. You know, I have to be clean when I come on, you know? Yeah, clean yeah. between clients. Yeah, exactly. So what do you do? So you'll be, you know, let's say driving your car, you'll be walking and you just say, um, hey, angels, can you please come and uh, remove anything that's not a delight? Is that pretty much your method? Basically, when I feel guided to say that, I say it. And then uh, if, if I want to traffic to clear up or parking spot or just <laughs> help with anything, yeah. then I just ask. Yeah, I really do. And it, it works, you know, and it you does. can manifest anything and the more you get out of your own way and you don't allow those voices to talk you out of it, yeah. then it's just, you know, you don't stop and wait for it. You just trust. And if it's supposed to come, it'll come, you know, like just keep going regardless. And then there's no attachment to it. There's no heaviness to it. Yeah. And it's just like, because of course you can't always be in the perfect alignment, the divine or the higher self know where you're supposed to be. So there have to be like a, a little level there, a little level room, you know, like you can just flow through it. And that's the key, really learning how to flow. Go with the flow. Yes. Go easy yeah. and then know whatever's coming at you is because it's supposed to be there. So even though it might feel heavy, then look at it from empowerment, looking like, you know, this is something that's blocking me. That's a trigger that I didn't know I had or I haven't fully cleared yet. So yeah. right there already shifting the energy from, you know, being a victim into empowerment. It's like, thing. thank you. Yes, this exactly. Yeah, beautiful. So do you mind, can we talk a little bit about your near-death experience? Because I'm really quite fascinated to find out what happened to you when you were in your coma. You did mention, you know, taking the elevator and being in the light. Do you mind sharing a bit of that experience a little bit more in depth, Peter? Absolutely. Uh, it was interesting because you asked me earlier if I went through any kind of depression or anything like that and I didn't want to be yeah. here because it was an old soul. Yeah. I think, you know, thinking back and this, I think I might not have shared this before with anyone else, is that I think leading up to the accident, actually, not that I'm saying it was, it was consciously happen, yeah. happening, but uh, I did feel like there was a lot of like not fitting in and, and it was the purpose kind of thing, you know, like I was, yeah. was 21 years old. It was like yeah. transitioning. And I was doing a princeship, I think, at the time. Maybe I was finished with it. I don't remember, but I guess I was finished. But um, so leading up to it, then I was in a van. I was at work, actually. I was driving pastries out. I was a pastry chef at the time. End of the day. And uh, it was in August. And it was warm. It was hot outside. And I didn't have my seatbelt on. And I fell asleep uh, behind the wheel and rolled around. Oh. And then uh, cracked my head open. I lost the piece of my skull and 
got a plate in all that stuff you know and um, i was in a coma for 10 days but um, they found me right away and took me to the hospital right away and it was actually my driving instructor from years prior that found me or saw me oh wow. saw the accident with a I know, and it's right next to a cemetery, close to where my parents live. It's just like there's just so many things going on right there, in that space, you know. And yeah. and, and I, you know, looking back too, in past life regressions and in meditation, I saw the silver lining going up to my light body. You know, that was separated from my because I went out of body as the pain, you know, the physical yes. pain was happening, uh, watching myself. Uh, really powerful. Uh, redirection of of my life in in so many ways and of course uh, as i was waking up in the hospital I, I was running a lot at the time i was really good physical shape and i was supposed to run like a 16k or something that next weekend and my mind my energy my spirit was so high because i was just coming straight from the other side that i oh i can do that i can do that i'm gonna run on you know like but my body of course wasn't ready for it and it took a little like i had to like start listening to people who told me you know you can't do that kind of thing you know and like <laughs> Then in itself was kind of like an awakening, like, oh crap, I'm back in this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I recovered fast. It probably took a good year or something before I was fully uh, back to whatever you all call normal, you know? But yeah. not long after that, I moved to the United States. And that was like a big shift, you know? It's just like out of the blue, I just felt guided to go to the West Coast and move to California. And I was out there for a long time. Um, and I'm still there and in Texas, I go back and forth, you know, and mm. um, it was a part of my journey I had for my inner uh, alignment and embodiment of, of, of my higher self, but also all those aspects of myself that I wasn't connected to at the time. I had to go on my pilgrimage, you know, on my spiritual awakening journey. And this was an important part of that, leaving the old behind, shifting into the new you, starting all over basically you know and i did you know and and in a new mm. country and language everything yeah um, and i moved it myself so uh, big transition but you know everything led up to where i'm at today you know it, it took me through i you know learning everything i needed to know about uh, the culture here and then and, and i always been traveling i mean been to a lot of countries around the world you know um, so already have a very strong connection to all the the different countries and geographic uh, grid lines and so forth, you know, and that's been part of that travel as well, you know, like me connecting with those codes and anchoring codes and being a grid keeper, but mm. but also reconnecting those aspects of myself to become uh, complete again. Yeah. So you did mention that you know when you were in your coma, you were you know you were in the light, and it sounds to me that when you were between you know. I guess we could say life and death or, you know, when you were on the other side that, you know, that was a big part of where you did some of your healing to come back and, and have the mindset that you have now. So when you were in that sort of space, when your body was in a coma here, what were some of the experiences that you recall from that? You know, I, I know that when I've listened to a lot of near death experiences, one of the things people often talk about is the feeling of light lightnessness. You know, they, they're not weighed down by this heavy skin suit of a body and, you know, the freedom and, and also the unconditional love. And, you know, I guess the, 
the being of peace. So what was that experience like for you if you had to describe it in some words? This episode has been brought to you by the Afterlight Institute. Ignite the light, magic, and miracles within. I, doing the part after the accident happened right away. I was in a coma for 10 days, you know, in a hospital for three months, but it was the, basically the 10 days was that majority of that uh, part of the journey was I was out of body. I was, I was out of, in the astrals for a big part of that. I feel like up to eight days or something. And that's when I started to come into body again, where I had the elevator experience with two guys in the elevator taking me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, what I remember is that there was the last two days where I was starting to come back into my body, starting to get acclimated into the human experience again. So mm-hmm. I was on the other side, I was in the light. So I didn't even feel I was in the body. I didn't feel um, mm-hmm. as the individual either because I was in unity consciousness. I was, in, I was complete. I was a right. part of the whole didn't feel different. It didn't feel separate. You know what I mean? So it was not till I came back in, I came into separation again, uh, if that makes sense. Right. So were you given a choice to come back or was it just part of your journey to go through this dark night of the soul and then to come back? Mm, it didn't feel like a choice. No, <laughs> I <laughs> got up and uh, then I, I didn't leave. I just looked in the elevator doors open. I saw the light. I saw where I could have gone, but it was just like, nope, they're closed and went right and down. So yeah. it was like, that was my purpose. I, I And now I know, I, I feel it I, and I, I I can see why, you know, like that was what I chose as my mission, as my purpose yeah. um, in this time, you know. So now it makes sense. At the time, I didn't know what to do with that. But <laughs> yeah. so that out of, you know, almost 30 years later, you know, that um, I had to go through all that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hindsight's 2020. You're like, Oh, that's why that happened. I get it now. (laughs) But at the time, man, sometimes it's difficult. So it's funny when you're talking about the elevator, you know, I can't help but think about is that, you know, where some of your work as an ascension guide came from, (laughs) you know, when I think of you helping people to ascend, it's like, do you help people get into the elevator or how do you sort of describe your work as, as an ascension guide? Uh, I wouldn't use that example, but yes, I mean, I do assist them with, with, you know, because it's not, a, it is death of the old, but this is like, what's a physical death. This is kind of like the old way of uh, transitioning. The old way of ascending was through death. We now in a different phase, we're in a different uh, golden age where we are raising as a collective and mother earth and individually mm-hmm. as just such a high frequency and consciousness where we, vibrate and continue to and prepare ourselves to be in the other realm in a physical body in the higher realms wow. in the physical yes. body couldn't do that before because we had to leave the body to have that experience to make that transition oh. so the elevated experience that a lot of people have been experiencing like myself is that basically you go from the, the human and out to like fully leaving going into the light going back to source uh, where you chose to go to you know um but being an ascension guide is really about uh, activating those aspects within people, reconnecting them with that inner truth and that inner knowledge that's already in there. We all yes. have it within. It's just about learning how to listen. It's learning how to clear all the chatter, clearing all the self-sabotaging beliefs and limited beliefs, anything that keeps you away from that truth within you. And that's, you know, that's the thing. When we become unity consciousness, again, we have full access to all the answers. We don't need it. We're all psychics. We're all angels. We're all ascended masters. We're all God. 
we just have to learn uh, and go through the process, the cleansing process um, to experience that again. And some choose to go a different route, the old way or whatever you want to call it. And this is like one of the cornerstones right now or milestones that some people, a lot of people will choose the other route because it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, you know, not everybody chose that ex soul experience, you know, that inner right. soul expansion is not everybody who prepared themselves for that. Let's say, you know, many of us did, but not everybody. And that's, that's okay too. There's no judgment, you know, that you can right. transition other ways. So you can tra transition through that death and then come back in as a newborn uh, at a higher consciousness already. You know right. Right. So you're basically saying that some people are choosing to ascend through death, physical death, and some people are choosing to ascend while they are here in their current form. A lot of old souls like myself, and I feel like you are too, um, yes. we chose because we've been doing this many times before. We've been preparing for this for such a long time. So we, we want this experience. We want to go through this transitioning yes. and all these different phases, you know, and there's young souls, there's walk-ins, there's all kinds of other experiences that, that just choose a different route. And that's okay too. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, exactly. And goes back to what you've been talking about for this last hour, which is just understanding that everyone is on their own path and their path is perfect for them. So one of the things that I did talk about off the top when I read your bio is that you are a psychic angelic channeler and that you have a special relationship with Archangel Gabriel. So can we start talking a bit now, Peter, about angels? When did you first start to connect with angels? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think with the accident where it became real, of course, you know, growing up mm -hmm. Christian, you know, but it was, you know, organized religion. So it's, it's, it was different, you know, uh, having angelic uh, presence in my life throughout my life, I always felt and always knew. And I always felt there was like a guardian angels. And, you know, if, if I ever got in trouble, I got close to somebody that I was not supposed to be something kind of danger um bad people something you know angels stepped yes. in yes yes to other people or oh, i had a lot of experiences like that and i was like i got used to it i thought well that's probably not just the way it is you know <laughs> it <was> later <laughs> on i kind of realized that no there's much more to it you know like i am being protected for a reason you know um mm. i got a bigger mission you know and but also like it's is that coming back into that unity consciousness that within that they are part of you. Uh, so you will realign with that, you know, when the higher aspects of you, the higher self is watching you going through your journey, uh, anything that's kind of trying to prevent you from that, they, they will gently reroute you or protect you, you know? Yes. Um, and that's again, also like, that's a part of our journey too. I know you, I'm coming a little away from the question, but is that the trust and the faith uh, knowing that everything's going to be okay, expecting everything to be okay. Keep telling ourselves that, uh, yeah. regardless of what's going on on the outside, because we can either go with the limited belief or we can go with, with the unified belief, you know, where we believe everything's going to work out. But really yeah. nothing can go wrong. You can't do anything wrong. It's, yeah. it's the illusions, the stories in our head that tells us otherwise, you know? Yeah, I remember I heard a quote somewhere along the line and it was basically saying that whatever is meant for you, you will not miss it. I always just mm. thought that was so cool because... You know, I think there is a lot of fear sometimes that what if I make the wrong choice or what if I head down the 
you know, quote unquote, the wrong path, or it's like, well, what's meant for you will find its way to you. And uh, I always just found comfort in that much like I find comfort in knowing that I'm not alone. So how do you know when angels are around you? Does, does the energy shift for you? Do you get visions? Do you see light? Do you hear a voice in your mind? How are you kind of aware that, oh, there's an angel presence here or are they just always around? Good question. At first it was like tinkles. It was like, oh, you can feel the separate different angels in different spots, like usually in my head, like right side, left side by the ear, like a tinkle, you know, like you could feel that presence, you know? Yes. Um, but of course what I do now and what I've been doing for years now, they're always with me. They're always, I'm always in that frequency pretty much, you know? So regardless, so I, I'm feeling it all the time Why I feel the big, um, I'm very connected with Gabriel. Yeah. embody parts of of gabriel from past lifetimes as well so that's always with me that's always going wherever i go but when like i'm doing an interview right now or working with a client i always allow the the guardian angels the the archangels and the ascended masters to work through me with me because mm -hmm. they are me i am them we are one you know yeah. so that happens i can just feel a little rush like, like when <laughs> like okay now time for the interview to start you know like zoom you just feel the you can feel the presence. Here you can we feel go. The <laughs> and it's, it's that's kind of enticing and beautiful and amazing, you know, and yeah. it's, it's wonderful. Allowing all those aspects. So you're not like just, you know, just if they have a mission, if they have something to say, I'm allowing them to, uh, you know, speak through me, you know? Yeah. Do you invite them in on a regular basis? Because I remember you were talking about how you cleanse throughout the day and you were using, um, you were asking the angels to help you with that. So the fact that you're doing an exercise like that, does that kind of give them the, the permission for lack of a better word to come and assist you? Because I was under the impression that we do need to ask for support. At first we do, I feel after a while, it just becomes second nature, you know, but I yeah. do it when I, I need something to, to get somebody, something done or get accomplished something, you know, then I, I make an effort to just remind them in a sense or remind me as well. Yeah. Uh, so I'm in alignment, I'm open to it, you know, uh, and being fully in that frequency where we can communicate and where I'm in a frequency to receive as well. So it, it helps me as well. I think it's much more for me than for them because they're always there, you know. Uh, but the same with the galactic uh, brothers and sisters of the light. I do connect with the Turians and, and Syrians and, and they're very closely connected with um, the archangels, a very similar frequency like the Turians to a very high love frequency. Um, and of course, I always just of the light, you know, uh, allowing those aspects also to work through me, you know, and, and they can do a lot on the other sides as well, because it's also aspect of you and a part of the soul family, um, which that can be overseen. Uh, but it is like as we grow and we awaken spiritually, angelic realm is one very important realm. Kind of when we learn to master that, then you go to the next level, you take the next exam or the new next initiation. It's like, you don't lose the first one, you just add to it, you know, so you become galactic, you become multidimensional, you bring more and more aspects of yourself into play. And that's coming back to the God self um, template, like the embodiment that we are all a part of God, we all the embodiment of God, but we have to learn how to act that way, speak that way, talk that way, you know, think that way mm -hmm. to experience that.
and that needs all those aspects to be active and, and be honored and respected and because it comes with responsibility. We can't just some once in a while be spiritual. No, it's all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It sort of is a way of being, isn't it? It sounds to me as well that you're kind of talking about understanding that there's a bit of a foundation that you need to have in place. And as you develop and grow within your foundation, you'll be able to add more skill sets. I know that I'm, I've always been somebody who I'm, I love running versus walking, you know, I'm like, I want to get there now, but I've also had to learn sometimes the hard way that no, very often you have to go from, you know, A to Z before you can <laughs> you know, you have to kind of take a particular route to get to where you want to go. You can't necessarily end up at the end right away. So it's, you know, being patient with the journey, understanding that, you know, kind of trying to get the ego out of the way when we want to have everything right now and, and enjoying the, the process, sort of an important part of it. Absolutely. A uh, part of that too, like you mentioned, you know, we, yes, we have to respect and we have to have faith that we have to do certain things a certain way. But again, that also have, you have to be some lead way within that, you know, mm -hmm. think differently, allow it to come whatever the best way is possible because the human mind is limited, you know, in, in, in what way we can think, you know, so, or what we can mm -hmm. experience too. So going nonlinear, you know, then we allow, things to come to us in a quantum field and a quantum way where we can't really explain how it got there. It's like how we, how we know that, how we embodied that, how we manifested that, but we have to let go of that need to control the, the that journey or that, that part of the manifestation too. Yes. So that's a part of the flow. It's about like, you know, I don't, I'm not sure I was going to get there, but I, I believe that it's going to come. Yes. That yes. Better, you know? Yeah, that I love that that or something better whenever I'm manifesting, I'm like, can I please have this or something better. And you know, when you talk about <laughs> flowing, it's a way of you, you know, sort of describing flow is that feeling good, feeling joyful, feeling light, finding the humor, like is it is flow for you, all of those words, or how do you describe the word flow, you know, or, or what it feels like to be in flow. Flow is when there's no uh, blockages hitting you. There's nothing you have to work through. You are in a frequency where you just allow what you want to want you to allow it to come to you. You are in a frequency where you are okay no matter what. You just, you yes. know, and you trust that whatever's coming at you is, is because, you know, this is what you need to experience right now. And this is for the highest good. And And you are in alignment with your divine soul's journey. And you know that your higher self, your God self, the higher aspects of you plant this out for you. So they wouldn't do, yeah. or you wouldn't plan something bad. So trusting that and believing that and going through the hard times too, just like, you know, and this is temporary. Like, I mean, I might be feeling it and I have all these tools and there is a reason I might not see that yet, but continue to move forward. You know what I mean? Like when there's hardship yeah. or, um, because as we grow, the challenges will become a little bigger too, so we can grow with them. Because there is limitations with any challenge, you know, or unseen, you know, any kind of block that we can clear. And when we clear it, then we become non-reactive. And when we're non-reactive, we're free. And that's flow. So when you don't react and you don't get triggered and you just flow through, regardless of what the outside does and what kind of integrity or how they show up, doesn't matter. Because you know that you are coming from unconditional love. You, you're doing what you feel like is best for the whole. You don't blame, yeah. you don't, you know what I mean? 
you love them for exactly where they are, you might have been exactly where they are, you know? So by not being in judgment, we don't create separation. Yeah. And that's like embodying the angelic as well, or the divine is that you, you don't judge, you know, you don't need recognition. You just, you do what's best all the time and you just shine love on anyone. Mm. Okay. So, uh, Peter, I know that you mentioned off the top that you do work with Archangel Gabriel. I mean, obviously you would work with other angels as well. Uh, one of the things that I do know about the archangels is that they tend to have, well, could you say that they have specialities? Some of them are really good at healing, like our Archangel Raphael, some for protection, like Archangel Michael. How do you sort of discern which archangel is, is the one to help you? Or do you kind of put it out there and go, hey, angels, I, I need some help, please, with communicating today or connecting with my higher self? Or, you know, do you have sort of a little bit of a, a system that you do to kind of connect with the angel that's, you know, most likely to help you in a particular situation? I might go backwards from what you expect. <laughs> sure. Uh <laughs> sure okay as i embody uh Archangel gabriel with this off the water you know and he's a messenger and he's an earth angel too so he connects with uh people through the dream state or assists you know in meditation so he's kind of like an earth messenger the messenger of god um, and michael as well this is the brother you know so i work with michael as well i bring michael in and gabriel in when i do healings a lot of times when i do remote healings where I bring them in to be with the client. Like if you're in Australia, I have them being there with you. And I'm etherically having a mm -hmm. client on the body here, the etheric body. And I work around it with my drums and my crystals and my singing balls and channeling energy through and heal and energy melt and feel what's going on uh, and address that and remove anything that needs to be removed. But I have them with, with the client on location or wherever you live uh, to, for protection, to put up uh, a safe space so I work with Michael the most uh, if I, for the most of the time, it's just Michael and Gabriel. Uh, if I need the other ones, which happens a lot, then I bring them in as a collective. I bring in all the archangels to have them around the client. You know, if they have a client in the office here, um, unless I feel there's times where people come in and they're very, or work with clients, they're very connected with a specific archangel. Uh, and sometimes I've been assisting with the, giving them their wings or, the power, you know, the the swords, the helmet, the the armor, the shield, all of that, you know, like some uh, archangels coming in as well, but not fully. They feel it. They just don't know what do what to do with it yet. So, uh, reinforcing that, affirming that, sometimes, you know, uh, by telling them and showing them, you know, is very powerful. Or somebody can just come in to assist in that healing on that day. Something something specifically can be going on, but it, it's not just angels only it could be you know white eagle it could be mm -hmm. Quan yin it could be Melchizedek you know like there's many this is also an archangel uh, coming in uh, depending on what what's needed at that time so that's why I feel like it's that's the way I right. work with it you know and the thing is that when I'm in yeah. Gabriel you know then I don't specifically have to go to anyone else you know what I mean because I'm already connected to the collective angelic Right, because we're all one. Getting stuff done and putting up protection or somebody who needs uh, to feel protection from Michael, you know, then I bring in Michael. He's easier to, you know, assign to that. Uh, if that makes sense. Mm. Or ask for permission. Yeah, yeah. 
So it sounds to me that, you know, essentially you bring in a whole spirit team, whatever is, you know, for the particular person you're working with or whatever situation, you know, what the situation calls for, because it's a lot about surrendering. A lot of times, you know, I do a lot of talk therapy. I do a lot of mentorship clients. That's the majority of my clients. Uh, we always start out with some whatever's going on, updates and, and talk therapy first. And then a lot of times half the session, we go into cleansing and energy work because it speaks to the energetic body. It, it aligns you with the higher consciousness and frequencies, which is beyond the logical mind. So you go in and activate uh, hidden aspects of them, but also allowing that access to be uh, facilitated through me where they don't have access to it yet or can't control it or can't uh, become the bridge, you know, yet. Uh, and when I do that, like when I walk around the client and break it up with the drum first, breaking off and clearing them from any energies or frequencies they might have brought in or being exposed to, then a lot of times that's when I get all these insights because then they pop in. It's like, okay, this one is here, this one is here. It's like, and that's always <laughs> unique. It's never the same. Uh, so that kind of like reaffirm yeah. what you just said, you know, like you just never know because people, are, oh, everybody's different, you know, and everybody have different missions and different aspects of different uh, experiences and um, wants, you know, intentions too, you know, so it's really about like whatever mm -hmm. is going on uh, that day, if it's a cleansing, if it's a manifestation, if it's alignment, uh, activation, initiation, all depending on what's going on in that moment, you know. Yeah, fantastic. So, you know, when you say that you're a psychic angelic channeler, so when you are talking about channeling, so do the angel um, energies or the energies of the spirit team that you're working with, do they sort of come through into your physical body? And then from there, you're able to facilitate healing? Is that sort of the process? You haven't seen me do that. I mean, I, I've done other shows where I, when I channel, I close my eyes. I bring in the archangels, I, I clearing the space first. And then I ask to energy melt with the client. So I close my eyes and I go in into that uh, consciousness and allowing that to talk through me. So like right now, I'm also allowing mm -hmm. the collective to talk through me. But when I go in specifically with, with Gabriel and Jesus, bring that in, those aspects of me. Mm -hmm. then uh, I'm tapping straight in. So I'm, I'm talking same voice pretty much, but it's, it's not a trans channel. It's just a channel. I'm picking in, I'm tuning in to mm -hmm. the questions and allow that. So I'm going into trance kind of, you know, I'm closing my eyes. The client yes. can do it too uh, if they want to. And then I just, it just comes to me. It just flows in. Uh, yeah. It also flows in now, but it's like, it's, it's the aspect of me as being Peter doing yes. what I'm doing as a professional speaking and, and I can still hear them talk to me and I can still, but it's not hundred percent guided in one direction, you know, here the right. allowing a much more broad. Message, right. You know? I kind of, I guess I would almost liken it to that. If you had, you know, in your brain, let's just pretend you had two roads or two channels that in one channel, it's like spirit and Peter talking. And then in the other channel, it's like Jesus talking or Archangel Gabriel talking. Is that sort of the way that, you know, kind of a way of, of making it simplified that you could explain it? Yes, um, I have uh, activated three aspects of myself. So it's like a, a golden trinity, a golden triangle in a sense is like Jesus, uh, Gabriel and Sir Lancelot. And there's an aspect of my journey right now that's about the 
soul awakening, but also like the, the human awakening, the pyramids and all the energy grid work, me assisting with that. And for some reason, those three aspects of me are working together to anchor really high energy. Mm -hmm. um, but to answer your question, yes, I can go between them each. But like for the most part, I'm allowing all those to be alive and be, uh, I mean, of course they're alive, but be active at all times because yeah. it, it, that it becomes one unity consciousness between the three that's really high. Uh, and there's, I'm not fully aware of what the, I mean, I know it's something to do with the capstones and the pyramids. I know that much yet, but it's still to be shown. There's still a lot of stuff on being unraveled and, 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 and revealed for me too. It's so beautiful. It's so wonderful. It sounds to me that it's just, you know, that you're living this incredibly magical life of service. And um, yeah, it's just been fascinating to talk to you today. Thank you so much for taking the time out and for all the work you continue to do in the world. Is there anything that I didn't ask you, Peter, that you wanted to talk about today or any message you wanted to tell our listener at home or, you know, the floor is yours? <laughs> Thank you. Well, one thing I want to say that we all start in one place, you know, and then there's, I mean, I, I'm fine, my journey, but a part of my purpose and my mission is to guide others in the same direction or whatever direction they need to go, you know, so don't feel uh, scared or feel like, oh, I'm never going to get there. Don't compare, you know, just like if you feel drawn, listen to your heart, listen to the feelings, don't listen to the mind. That's really the most important part. Yeah. Um, then you come to the medical realm where your life path will be revealed uh, the more work you do and no matter what you will always be in the flow and it will always feel magical because you're always choosing the higher frequency the higher realm the higher consciousness um, going forward you know so learning how to trust that learning how to reconnect with that and basically one of, one of the most important parts is that you make that choice for you the listener you know or Whoever is ready, when you feel that notch, when you feel that urge within you, because this is what's happening right now too with angelic and the galactic uh, and the high consciousness assisting humanity in awakening is that in the dream state, it activates everybody to a higher frequency where those aspects of themselves where they become curious again are being activated. So when mm -hmm. you start becoming curious, you can't lie to yourself any longer. It's just like it's, it's become stronger and stronger. It's like you just start to starve for knowledge or, yes. you know, going certain direction or ask a different kind of question and honor that the sooner you do the sooner you get in alignment and you are surrendering to the journey to your yeah. higher self yeah try not to fight it if you fight it it becomes harder and harder because <laughs> the as the all is collapsing and you're trying to hold on to it that's that's can be painful that's the you know the spiritual four by four you know like you get just smacked in the head and, <laughs> and that's not fun no so no the more you can just listen to you know your heart you know and allow yourself to to try something new something that that you really can't make sense of yet but and you can't explain why but just do it anyway because that's that's your guide and that's your spirit guiding you beautiful well thank you so much how can people find out more about you peter what are you up to are you still taking clients if people are interested in working with you I do. I, I have room for a couple more uh, mentorship clients right now after the vacation because I was fully packed before and then I was doing some traveling and everybody's doing traveling during the summer month. So <laughs> it's ramping up again now. Um, I do do individual sessions as much as I can. 
but most of the part I work with with membership mentorship clients, you know. But they can find me through uh, my website, which is channelingartsangel.com, uh, or Facebook or Instagram, uh, or you can go to uh, YouTube as well. I don't have a lot of videos on there, but I have some. Um, so reach out, you know, read about me. If that resonates with you, great, reach out and, and we'll set something up. If if you don't feel like, then continue and look, find somebody that, that resonates with you, something yeah. that you feel comfortable with. It could be male, it could be female. Really uh, at this point, you know, as, as we are, you know, activating all aspects of ourselves, the divine feminine, divine masculine, then that becomes less of a thing, you know, because we're clearing those old scars and old uh, trauma from that can be on both sides, you know, from past lifetimes or from this lifetime, either with the father's side or the mother's side or, you know, so forth, you know. So what, a lot of times you feel drawn to whatever side that needs healing, you know. Mm. Cool. I love that. Well, thank you so much, my friend. And I will put a link to all of your um, contacts as well for our listener at home in the show notes. Thank you so much. And please do come back at any time, Peter. I've loved having you as a guest. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Hi. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave us a review where you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you. New episodes every Thursday. 